I think I'm going to have chocolate in my teeth, Ryan. Well, thank goodness, Pam, that this is an audio media, so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the chocolate won't screw up or change the way you speak, huh? But it tasted good. Well, let's get this thing started. Welcome to Ion Loveland. Welcome, everyone, to the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com. I am your host, C. Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and with me here is shocked by my change in intro music. That's the greatest other host on the other side of the little Miami. That's Pam Gross. How are you today, Pam? I'm doing great, Ryan. Welcome, everyone. And if you haven't already figured it out, Ryan loves The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, that, uh, cribbing from Ion Springfield. I've got something a little bit different today, Pam. This is, uh, obviously, we record these after every single council meeting, but our podcast is going to be longer than the actual council meeting. And I don't want anybody to be afraid that you're about to sit in for a two and a half hour discussion on the politics of Loveland. No, the council meeting this week was 20 minutes long, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) I love those kind of meetings. Now, that's an efficient government. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. And of course, it was a lot of spending and not a lot of talking, but it's still 20 minutes long. Now, they did have an executive session, which lasted twice as long. And the executive session, for you guys to know, is the investigation into a public employee, which... If you guys have been following the news, or at least following us, you know there's been an issue with a former police officer, quite a terrible, terrible, terrible issue, who since I think we've done this podcast, I think he's been indicted, and then um, I think an arraignment's coming. The process is working itself out. Of course, everybody we know in town's talking about it. Everybody we know comes to us, asks us, you know, what's going on. Not a single member of our Loveland City Council, nor our police chief, nor our city manager has said a word to the public right now because... Well, they would rather spend twice as much time in a secret executive session in the back room eating their pizzas, Pam, than actually telling the citizens of Loveland what's going on. Ryan, I have to tell you, from a leadership perspective, there is no leadership there. And at this point in time, it's kind of becoming a little obvious as to why our police department, there's something wrong there. There's really something wrong, and the reality is it starts at the top. Absolutely. Again, the city council is going to continue to pretend like what did we say last time? Rainbows, lolly, <laughs> lollipops, things like that. Rainbows, lollipops, and sunshine. They're going to pretend that what they do, everything's great, nothing's bad, and you know, look away. One of the Naked Gun movies, there's a whole bunch of stuff exploding behind Leslie Nielsen's character, and he's like telling the public, go home, nothing to see here. <laughs> <laughs> That's ex- essentially what we're doing here. Or if you go to Jamaica, they always say, no problem, Mom. Yeah, that's right. The other topic we <laughs> could... They're running you yeah. off the street. No yes, problem, yeah, exactly. The other thing we could be talking about is the potential of parking meters. But uh, again, Pam, yes, the city wants to uh, tax us with a million cuts, basically. They've already raised our water rates twice. They've already raised our trash rates. Now they're going to make you, the citizens of Loveland, that pay for all of this stuff that they give their friends. Now we're going to have to pay to park on the streets. But the city said, oh, it was just a pilot program. And then they delayed it. And Pam, honestly, I just... Fine, we're going to say that city manager and the city council is absolutely inept on communicating a new tax to the public. Come on, I I can't do that for 30 minutes. No, I agree with you. It seems to with this council and with this administration that, you know, they make lots of decisions. Parking meter is a great example here. 
They make a lot of decisions in regards to how they can take more money out of our pocket, yet they never discuss it with any of us. And you already referenced the two water rate increases as well as the increase in the garbage rates. And again, there really is never any real public, you know, discourse. I don't understand it at all. And then it's almost laughable, (laughs) Ryan, when I read the minutes to you, which I just thought was comical in regards to the latest water rate increase. And one of the council members, Kent Blair, asked, oh, did the public get back to you, Mr. Kennedy, on any of this? Oh, yeah, they did. And they love it. Yeah, and by the way, that, that's a <laughs> shout-out. seriously? Yeah. For those of you that contacted city manager Dave Kennedy so that you love the fact that your water rates went up, please contact us because <laughs> I really, really want to talk to you. I've been working government for a quarter of a century, Pam, and I can probably count on no hands how many times people have told me, oh, I called my government and said, thank you so much for taxing Yes, me. thank you for picking my pocket. I really appreciate that. I hope. And by the way, we are not making that up. You can actually yeah. go back and look in the minutes. It is in the packet because that's where I got it. And I just, it was just laughable to me. I hope City Manager Kennedy is not listening to the voices that Councilman Ori listens to <laughs> when they talk about... His deep thoughts. Yes, his deep thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's that's what I hope for. No, we're going to talk about a topic that the Loveland City Council hasn't even brought up yet. And once they do bring it up, oh, gosh, Pam, they are going to pray and hope beyond all belief that not a citizen of Loveland pays attention. We're going to talk about the city receiving the Biden bucks. Now, what I mean by the Biden bucks, it's a, a term that's used by other lobbyists I know and stuff that the latest COVID bill. And this is, I'm not talking about the direct payments that some people are getting or things like that. I'm talking about in the latest COVID bill that was passed that is going into effect now, there is money that is being given to different municipalities. And I'm going to try to keep politics out of this, although I am going to say that let's remember our Loveland City Council, uh, at least six of the members, really like to identify themselves as part of the Republican Party. One of them, Kent Blair strongly identifies himself as a, as a liberal Democrat. And we're going to talk about how these great Republicans, including precinct executives like uh, Ted Phelps, Neil Ory, Rob Weisgerber, and Kathy Bailey, all seem to be following the path of Kent Blair more than anything. And again, not to be political, I just want you guys to know what the facts are. There's an anticipation that the city of Loveland will get $2.5 million. Once Ohio gets money from the federal government, then they're going to divvy it up. And Loveland, that, that is the, we'll correct it once we get the real figure, but that's what we've both heard from multiple people and people that work in city government that we're looking at about two and a half million dollars from the COVID bill. Is, is that right? Yes, that's my understanding right now. Now, I bring this up because the day we record this, which is on Wednesday, the city of Cincinnati, the city manager for Cincinnati and Mayor John Cranley have come out with their plans for the, I believe it's $290 million dollars. That they're going to be getting. That's a lot of Biden bucks. Uh, Yes, that's a whole lot of Biden bucks. So I'm going to compare a little bit about what the city of Cincinnati has said and what we believe and what we've heard that the city of Loveland's going to do. Before I get into that, a little bit of an explainer. Most of you probably already know this, but I just, for my benefit, Pam, I need to say it. We've gone through a pandemic, a crisis over the last year. A lot of people are working from home. There's been a heck of a lot less travel. I mean, the travel industry has just been destroyed by this pandemic. And 
there's a lot of airlines have lost a lot of money. There's been a lot of furloughs. People have lost jobs. As a matter of fact, February of 2020 to late March of 2021, we have still lost, their economy is still lost by 10 million jobs. So that means a loss of taxes, a loss of a lot of things. And again, regardless what your views are, the philosophy behind this COVID bill is this money is going to help municipalities basically get back to normal, get back to what I call 2019 operations. So with that kind of money, most people are talking about, oh, they'll spend it on maintaining police or they'll spend it on fire, public works, or a lot of municipalities I know are looking into infrastructure. They're looking into maintaining their roads, building these things, because we've talked about this a lot, Pam. The highway tax that we're supposed to get all this money from, that the Loveland City Council said we're going to get this money from, we didn't get. So this money, this $2.5 million is supposed to help go to that. Well, I'm going to let you be the rumor monger, even though I'm the Loveland tattler here. What have we been hearing that the Loveland government's going to do with it? Is it going to go to the parking garage, Pam? Well, that's interesting because... At first, well, I want to go back to what, something you said okay. in regards to what some of the other municipalities are doing with the money. You were right when that you talked about police and public works and infrastructure. The other thing, though, is, is I've also read about a lot of local uh, municipalities that are also looking to help residents and businesses that have been harmed and affected by the pandemic. And I think that's important here because... That actually is kind of what the money's really supposed to be kind of going, is really supposed to be used for. And I have read there's a lot of municipalities that are looking at, okay, our businesses have been harmed greatly. A lot of our residents are in need. And this money really, maybe we should be creating some kind of funds and things like that. The money can be used to help them. So I just want to put that on the record because that is also prevalent out there. But in regards to the money itself, what I have heard, so I get to be the rumor monger, (laughs) what I've heard is that actually they're not really that interested in taking the money and actually applying it to the parking garage because you know what? Interest rates are so low that we should just borrow money. So they want to continue to borrow the money for the parking garage so that they can have the $2.5 million to spend it on whatever their, you know, I'm going to call it their liberal wish list in terms of what they, you know, want to do with it. Who knows, Ryan? Seriously, this council has done nothing but spend money, spend money, spend money, spend money. That's well, all they do. Yeah, and if you look at, so this is the fourth or fifth COVID bill. I mean, there's been a lot yeah. that have gone through. And if you look at it, the CARES Act being the big one, every few council meetings you have Assistant City Manager Tom Smith coming up and saying, oh, we use the CARES money to update the facilities, the restroom facilities in City Hall, or we used it to buy the fire department this, or we used it to buy the police department this. You've never heard the city say we've used the CARES money to help feed hungry people, to give technology to children that need to learn from home but don't have the technology, to do uh, rent or mortgage assistance to people who have lost their jobs. No, the city of Loveland's done none of that. Mm-hmm. They have completely, you know, I'm going to age myself a little bit here, but they've basically gone through the JCPenney Christmas catalog and circled all the toys they wanted and used the federal money to buy their toys. Yes, and everything has, all, it has been about the government. Mm-hmm. The government building of City Hall, the government of the police, the government of the fire department. And now we're talking about public works building. 
Did you know that they want to build a new public works building? Okay, again, all of this stuff centers around increasing big government. By the way, I think it is hilarious that these people, oh, I'm going to get all fired up here. It is hilarious to me that six members on this council say they are Republicans. They actually go out, folks, and they knock on your door and they tell you that they are part of the Republican Party. And that they are good Republicans. They are a joke. They are not Republicans. They do not govern by Republicans. They do not govern by Republican principles. Republican principles, first and foremost, are good fiscal responsibility. It's good fiscal policy. These people have not met a single toy that they don't want to buy. They frame it all up in a way... Like they never, they're so bad at this, Pam, that they never even say, well, this is good for the public because. Well, the other thing is, is that also, and I'm a member of the Republican Party, and, and, and obviously this irritates me greatly because the other great principle I thought of the Republican Party was the role of government <laughs> and that it should be limited. What the heck, people? I mean, seriously, Kathy Bailey is a precinct executive. Not only that, she's a ward chair. Well, that means she gets to decide who's actually going to be on the ballot and who is going to be endorsed. And then she's going to stand up there and say she's a good Republican. Well, hey, uh, no, no, come look, on, people. When she had the opportunity to appoint somebody to a yes. seat, she appointed an open, known Democrat. A liberal and, Democrat. Right. And then she goes around and campaigns for him. So, look, any of these people, I don't care what their precincts say. I don't care what they believe. No, this is, has nothing to do with my politics. This has to just do with the facts. You, when you said liberal wish list. This is exactly what they do. They go and they give everything away to special interests. And even to the point of, you know, Councilman Kent Blair, who, hey, let's actually applaud him for actually saying that, well, I govern like a Democrat and I am a Democrat. He is. Uh, You know what? You're right. At least he's being honest about who he is. Yeah. Because, you know, when he sits there and says, oh, seven million dollars taxpayer money, that's nominal. (laughs) That's what a Democrat says. These other six people who sit there and say that they're Republicans are sitting there and they're being dishonest. I mean, at least Mr. Blair is at least honest about who he is and what he believes in. Because at the end of the day, this council has done absolutely nothing but grow this government. They have grown it. They have expanded it. They have created more and more bureaucracy with committees and regulations and rules and all kinds of stuff. And the last time I checked, Ryan, big government is a Democrat principle. It is not a Republican principle. So folks, when these people knock on their door and they talk about their little Republican pink ticket and talk about that they're a good Republican, they are not. And so you guys know, we bring this up because... Okay, my rant is no, not No, no, that's, that's okay. Hey, hey, you're taking it from me. So that's uh, the reason we bring this up is if you look at the last election and, Repu- and where we are in Loveland, there are more people that identify as Republicans. There are more registered Republicans. The uh, President Trump won Loveland the last two times. So they use this. People like Kathy Bailey and uh, all of them, except for Kent Blair, Use that pink ticket in the Republicanism to trick you, to say, oh, well, if the Republican Party that I identify with supports you, then I support you, too. 
and we're going to get way into this as time goes on because they think this is gone. This is not gone. For me, it's not about them abiding by Republican principles, Pam. It's about their pure hypocrisy. And when you're a hypocrite, you're a bad legislator. Exactly. And that's what they are. Yes. And you cannot govern well. I mean, people look at the national level. I'm now speaking as a Republican. Mm -hmm. I sit there and, you know, I watch some of these Democrats and I'm like, okay, seriously, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites. You say this, but then you do that. The thing is, I don't need to look far because I can go right here in my own city council filled with Republicans, and yes, I'm using ear quotes, <laughs> and have the same darn hypocrisy on display. This is why we bring up the Biden bucks money or the COVID money here. There are some, and a lot of it is symbolic, but again, you're, you're, it's a political entity. And you're, if you, look, if you're going to be a precinct executive, then you're a partisan. You're a political partisan. You're playing in that game, which is why we're going to call you out. If you're going to go out there and Mayor Bailey's going to want to pass out a pink ticket so she gets her preferred council members on there, then this is why we're going to call you out. But you had, and I, I believe it was Warren County, the commissioners or something said they don't want the money. They want to turn it down. And there's other very strong Republican bodies. And they're saying that, again, be it symbolic or not, but they're saying, look, we have managed our county or our municipality well that we don't need this money. And I, that's the key to this, need. The intention, and I know Councilman Butler likes to talk about the intent of everything, so let me talk about the intent. The intention from this money from the federal government is to close these need gaps. It's to close these gaps of people that are becoming homeless, people that are becoming hungry, police departments that are becoming underfunded, roads that are going into disrepair. This money is about a need system. The city of Loveland looks at it and says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to spend this money on streetscaping downtown because what else can we give away for free to out-of-town business interest? Or we're going to use it to completely redo Nisbet Park. Those are not needs, Pam. No, those are wants. Yes. And in the case of especially the Nisbet Park issue, you know what? If you want to put together a new Nisbet Park and you want to open up more access to the river and you want it to look beautiful and nice, put a levy on the ballot. I might even support that, Pam. Sell your idea to me because you're already spending taxpayer dollars to do this and maybe not everyone will support it. But what you do not do is get money from the government as being a fiscal conservative or whatever you say you are, take that money, turn around, and spend it on, like you said, your liberal wish list. Somebody goes, okay, Ryan, what are you going to spend that money on? I know $2.5 million, I'm going to put it into the roads. I'm going to sit down, and granted, we have some issues that need to be worked out with the police department. And by the way, guys, the fire department is prepping a levy to put on the ballot. Another tax are prepping. I think where I've become irritated about this, Pam, is all we've seen from Kathy Bailey and her bobbleheads is, oh, we need to increase rates on this. We need to increase rates on that. We need to give all this money to downtown. We need to do all these things for our business friends. We need to build a garage that we have no data on to build whatsoever. And then in the meantime, while we do that, all this money we get from the federal government, we need to buy things that serve us. We need to buy things that are good for us. We need to buy a new audiovisual system or whatever they're doing. And in the end, now they get another two and a half million dollars. And the rumor is that, oh, we're going to have a grand plan on not just are we going to spend this two and a half million on a bunch of wants, but we're also going to explain how, guys, even though we say we need this garage, we're going to go ahead and borrow more money. Because like Weisgerber said, like Vice Mayor Weisgerber says, is interest rates are low. Okay, 
Last I heard, Pam, is the $2.5 million is coming from the government basically free. Any bonds we take out, we still have to pay off. I, I, just, I just don't get it. I guess is what I'm saying. We, well, first and foremost, the city needs to stop taking financial advice from Rob Weisgerber. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, seriously, yeah. this is the man who's the architect of this ridiculous Chrisman farm up there that we paid more than it was ever appraised for. Then we financed it and had ended up, what, almost a million two, million three in it. And then we dump it for $350,000. So he's the architect of that. Then his other grand, you know, wonderful financial wizardry was Loveland Station. Stop listening to Rob Weisgerber, okay? And if Rob Weisgerber even opens his mouth at the next council meeting and wants to talk about what we should do with the $2.5 million, everybody should go, la, 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 be quiet, Mm -hmm. because we need to stop taking financial advice from him. But here's a novel idea. You talked about Nisbet Park. And it is a want. And I actually am all for that. I mean, I think the whole thing needs to be dug up and redone. And because in all honesty, that could be spectacular if it was designed properly and could have really great access to the river. So here's the novel idea. Instead of building a pointless, ridiculous garage that we don't need, why don't we spend the money to do that? (laughs) I mean, this is the thing. At the end of the day, stop spending the money. Stop spending money. Stop buying all the fancy toys, fire department, (laughs) police department. I mean, stop now. Just stop. We need to take a breath. We need to act like good fiscal stewards, or we need to be good fiscal stewards of the public's money now. Because at the end of the day, we have a lot of things we need that residents need. And one of the things is road improvements. We've talked about this over and over again. But Ryan, there's another one too. Infrastructure. Instead of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on sewer lines to help developers, why don't we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for the infrastructure on the sewer lines to help the residents? Pam, we've heard a lot from Mayor Bailey and again, all of her bobbleheads, but all the money they're putting into the roads how roads are, are of critical need and all this other stuff. And again, they spend so much time patting themselves on the back. I'm surprised their arms aren't broken yet. They go on and on and on. You know, this is what they do. They create this notion that what they have built is, you know what, Pam, the only way I can really explain this is through song. Yes, Pam Xanadu. <laughs> Wait, that just sums it up, man. <laughs> Sounds great. By the way, Look, I actually like that cheesy song. Uh, yeah, no, no, a little electric light, light orchestra. It is, yeah. That's right. It perfectly sums up basically how this Loveland City Council talks about themselves and that it looks great, it sounds great, but in reality, it's kind of a junky movie. And a junky <laughs> Keep doing that. Not even a guilty pleasure, I think, what uh, what the city council is doing. But no, it, it, seriously, though, they keep talking about all this stuff, how great it is. And then when we get all this money, they just keep 
I, I don't know. They, there must be a pit somewhere in Loveland here that they just keep throwing it down. I guess my whole point to all of this, Pam, is you guys need to pay attention to this stuff. And I know, look, if you're listening to us, you pay attention, and which is great. But these are the things that they're not telling you that are coming, that are here. And to bring it back to what I said earlier about the city of Cincinnati, $290 million, a lot of money. Now, obviously, the city of Cincinnati is a very big city, a lot larger than Loveland, all this other stuff. They came right out of the gate, and Mayor Cranley, who is a Democrat, lifelong Democrat, came right out of the gate, and they're going to spend $11 million on like arts and stuff. Which, if you like that stuff, that's great. The question is, is that, is that what the federal government should be doing? But the other question is, if this is money that's needed for the pandemic, should they really be spending it on Blink or ArtsWave or things like that? Well, John Cranley, again, a Democrat, this is kind of what you expect. Well, it seems that the, now I'm going to use air quotes, quote-unquote, good Republicans of Loveland are following the exact same playbook. And you know what? Kent Blair should. I, he should come to this next meeting and say, here's Kent Blair's liberal wish list. And you know what? I guarantee you he'll get six votes, probably all seven. Because even Councilman Butler, he seems to be okay with just spending money. And again, I know I said the last thing, but this is what I'm going to say. If our city is so well run financially, Pam, then they should just return the two and a half million, right? Yep. Well, Ryan, I have a great t-shirt idea. (laughs) I think I'm going to get a t-shirt that has MIA and Republican. (laughs) Because they're missing in action. I mean, this is the thing is we talk about a philosophy. And for me, philosophy is really what guides me and why I've been a member of the Republican Party. Because I don't believe in big government. I don't believe that just because they give me a bunch of money that I need to go out and spend it. Okay, I'm supposed to do responsible things with it. This council, the Republicans, dominated by Republicans, don't. They just absolutely do not. So it makes total sense that Kathy Bailey appointed a Democrat and ran with a Democrat, endorsed a Democrat. makes perfect sense to me. The point is, is that if we haven't learned anything through this, I mean, this money, the intent of the money is is to help prop us up and do things responsibly. And if you're just looking at this as just a mound of money that, ooh, yay, we can spend it on whatever new thing we want to spend it on. We have major problems here. And going back to the philosophy, and this is important to me too, and you mentioned it, was the role of government. Is the role of government to sit there and fund the art waves and the blink? And yes, again, great events, all terrific stuff. But is that really the role yeah. of the government? And now we're also talking about, and there's, these are things that are coming down the horizon that we're hearing that, you know, council is, is doing. Why are we in the development business? Why do we keep freaking buying property? That's not the role of government. That, that's not the role of government. And it certainly isn't the role of a Republican in the government. Well, I know, and I'm stealing this, I think, from the military. But, you know, whenever the government gives them something, they always say, you know, I got my gift from Uncle Sugar. It just looks like that Mayor Bailey, I mean, obviously, City Manager Kennedy, when the government says, here's some money, and they're like, Uncle Sugar, just please give me more and more and more. And no oversight, no philosophy, obviously, no belief in whatever they say. So when they go around and tell you, vote for us because we're good Republicans, watch what they do. And this is a great, great step forward. Yeah. We are talking about money. We're talking about a country that we are coming out of one of the most trying times in in generations. And the city of Loveland looks at it as an opportunity 
to continue to give stuff away to their cronies. This is a failure of leadership. Yes. A failure of protecting the citizens of the city, protecting the economics of the city. This is what we promise you. As each of these things come up and as they continue to pat themselves on the back for, oh, we use the COVID money for this, 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 and an expansion of government and a giveaway to their to Kent Blair's liberal wishes, we are going to keep track of every single one. And so Vice Mayor Weisgerber, Councilman Ori, Neil Ori, Councilman Ted Phelps, Councilman Tim Butler, we're going to see how easy you're going to ride on your Republican coattails when everybody sees the way you spend money. Yes. All right. Well, Pam, with all that being said, the Voice of Loveland podcast for ionloveland.com is a production of Ion Community. This episode was Written, engineered, mixed by Pam Gross, Ryan Kulik. The music that you will be hearing is from my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. Wanted to change it up at the beginning there with a with a little eye on something music. I think I'm out. <laughs> I, folks, we need to pay attention to who we're electing. We need people who understand this is somebody else's money. And I don't I personally am not interested in anything that's on a liberal wish list. We need to pay attention to the taxpayers' money, and we need to pay attention to the residents and the needs of what goes on in our community. And we deserve better than this nonsense. We do. All right, with that, everyone, thank you for listening, and please be informed, be involved, be influential. <laughs>